Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We thank God for this is the day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. As I often hear uh, uh, in my spirit, this song we sing sometimes, I've come this far and I find no fault and I feel like going on. Hallelujah. I thank God this day that I have rejoiced. I have magnified his name. Just in case you haven't as yet, it's never too late to start rejoicing, to start praising his name, you know, letting him know, giving him the fruit of your lips, sacrificing the fruit of your lips, letting him know how much you care for him. For the Lord is our shepherd God and we lack nothing. The Lord is faithful, that promise. He is our redeemer and our redeemer lives. Hallelujah. We sing the song at Easter time, you know, uh, I serve a risen Savior, and he's in the world today. But then we ask the question, well, how do you know he lives? Because he lives in me, and he also lives in you. That's why it was so necessary that Jesus said to his disciples, it is expedient that I go away, because if I do not go away, the Holy Spirit will not come back to you, you know, so it was important that he had to ascend in order for the Holy Spirit to be descended to indwell us. So we just thank God for the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me and on the inside of you. We just thank God. Last week, um, I was, as I was closing last week's lesson, I heard the Spirit gave me the scripture to read for this week's lesson. And I always like to read the Psalms before I go into my regular teaching. So tonight we're going to be reading Psalms 96. Psalms 96. And uh, it says, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear. I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Worship the Lord 
in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The works also so shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. God is the true king. So this Psalms is, is encouraging us also to sing unto the Lord a new song. I mean, we, we can do that. We can sing unto the Lord unto the Lord a new song uh, in, in English or in our prayer language. And, 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 and it talks about even, uh, it says, Therefore, or declare the glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. And last week, the Psalms that I was reading was talking about the fact that we should talk about the, 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 the deeds and the, and the great things that the Lord has done. And God wants us to share his word. You know, um, so we want to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You see, a lot of times people think holiness is, you know, wearing clothes, looking a certain way, no makeup or no this, and long dress, long sleeves. But that's not holiness. You know, holiness is just living righteous. You know, of course, because we are saved, the Holy Spirit will let you know what you shouldn't wear and what you should not wear and what you shouldn't do. The Holy Spirit will direct you. You know, many times people, when they come into the church out of the streets, uh, people want to scale them before uh, scale them before they catch them, but the Holy Spirit will let them know what the things they should not be doing and doing. So they've been out there in the world and they know what sin is and what it's like, and they know what they've been doing wrong, but yet they do need to be taught and trained. But at least you have to walk them through the process, you know. So we just thank God that we want to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity that we have right now to come before your throne room of, gra uh, of grace, to pray, to give you praise, to give you honor, to give you glory, to obtain help in a time of need. God, we are coming today. You said men ought to always pray and not faint. And Lord, we know that the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And Lord, we know that we have not because we ask not. And we know that prayer can change the minds and turn the hearts of the kings. Oh, God, because you've commanded us to pray. Lord, you've commanded us to pray for those in authority. God, we're praying for leaders all over the world in the name of Jesus. God, we're asking that you would touch hearts, minds. Oh, God, today change hearts and minds and, and, and desires in the name of Jesus. God, continue to make known your wonders everywhere. Lord, when you are a miracle-working God, 
in the name of Jesus. There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. You're still in the healing business. You are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And Lord, we're asking that you would uh, heal the sick tonight. Heal those that are battered in all manner of diseases. Lord, we lift up Pastor Ken and continue to heal his body. But we just thank you for the man manifestation of the full healing of Pastor Kenneth's body. His body shall line up totally with the word of God. Oh God, we're lifting up Mother Gilbert, Lord. We're lifting up those, oh God, that are sick in the hospital, Lord. God, we are lifting up, oh God, uh, Sister Tracy uh, Pleasant, oh God. We know that you are a healer of all diseases, God, in the name of Jesus. Make known your wonders, God. We're lifting up pastors today. We're lifting up leaders. We're lifting up restoration, our local assembly, Lord. We thank you, God, for adding to the church. We thank you for increase, God. We thank you for your manifold blessings. God, we lift up every member, every well-wisher, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we are asking, oh, God, that that uh, local assembly will be a light and a beacon in the community, Lord. As people walk past, past the church, Lord, let them be compelled. Draw them in by your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Because we, we know that people need the Lord in Jesus' name. God, we're praying for our president, the vice president, the Congress, the Senate, uh, local governors and mayors, God. We ask, oh God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for persecuted saints. We are praying for the homeless. Ha, oh, Yasha. We are praying for the alcoholic, the drug addicted one, Lord. Or oh, we are praying for those, oh God, that are struggling with depression and mental illnesses. We are praying for first responders yet, oh God. Mother Gilbert, the elderly. We are coming against the spirit, oh God, of abortion and suicide. We speak life tonight. For those that are contemplating suicide, they shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We are praying for our neighbors, our communities. Oh God, continually to make known your wonders and make us a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray for bereaved families everywhere, praying for the war tone area of Ukraine. Lord, we thank you for your peace and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we continue our teaching on uh, scriptures to pray for specific needs. Last week, we were reading scriptures to pray when one was suffering with depression. And also, we were reading some scriptures when it came to family problems. And one of those scriptures we read was that, was in Isaiah 32, verses 17 and 18. And it says, In the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever, my people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. And that's an awesome scripture to read when there are family problems. Praying that, Lord, this said chaos is not coming up in my house tonight. I take authority 
over it in the name of Jesus. Take authority. We have authority. We have the keys to the kingdom that God has given us that gives us the authority and the power to bind and to loose. Now, I will tell you one thing. If you're out there and you have an unsaved husband, don't start praying and binding the devil in front of him. And you could go in another room and do that. You don't do it in front of him because you'll make him, or the devil will get furious. But at least you can go in another room and you begin to pray and start binding the enemy that wants to rise up because maybe he's involved with drinking, he's an alcoholic, he's on drugs or whatever. But said peace is going to be in my home. Peace is going to be in this house tonight. So that's a prayer you can pray. And all we want to be read for depression was that uh, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. And people, when they are depressed, they're, they're walking around with a brokenness of heart. They're sad, you know. So we know that that's another area that we can pray scriptures. And another scripture I pray too, that we can put on the spirit, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, it's so important that we praise God because uh, when we start to praise God, it breaks those heavy spirits that's trying to attach itself to us. So tonight, we're going to be praying scriptures against fear. And most of us know this one, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, you have to decree and declare, you know, that you have a sound mind. You have to decree and declare that you have the mind of Christ. Because the enemy will make you think that you're about to lose your mind when, you know, when you're not, you know. But see, he's going to tell you all kinds of lies because he wants us to really, you know, lose our minds. That's what he wants. He wants us to lose our minds. But we have to know who we are in Christ. Take the keys of the kingdom. Take that authority and that power he's given us to come against these different spirits. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 6. Uh, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Ah, So you can, you can be bold. <laughs> you can be bold and stand up and say, the Lord is my helper. <laughs> uh, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear. So when you fear, when you sense fear trying to overshadow you and overtake you, pray Hebrews 13 and 6. Uh, 1 John chapter 14, verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So we know that the one that has the perfect love is Jesus. And when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, if you accept him in every situation, the Bible says submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We have to first submit to God and then resist the devil. So when he's presenting all these uh, spirits on you, the spirit of fear, you know, the spirit of depression, uh, you just know that you don't have to accept these spirits. You can counteract those spirits through 
the authority God has given you through praying and through also pulling down strongholds. I think it's in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, you know, how we can pull down imaginations and all the things that would uh, uh, rise up against the knowledge of God, you know. So they say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And what happens once you experience a lot of fear, experience uh, 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 depression and, and things of that nature, after a while those things become a stronghold. And a stronghold is like a fortress. And then it's harder, you know, you, 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 it's harder to break. But when you sense those things coming on you, right away you should start praying and taking authority using the keys of the kingdom and the power that God has given us through those keys. John chapter 14, verse 27 through 28. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives or gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And I had done a teaching, a very long teaching on this. Uh, the peace of God, a legacy. He left us his peace for the purpose that we do not have to fear. We, don't, we do not have to fear man. We do not have to fear anything. But fear God in light of reverential fear. Not being afraid because he's like he's going to have a stick to beat us up every time we do wrong. No, if we sin, if we make a mistake, he, he, uh, Jesus is his advocate, the mediator between God and man. He's made provisions for us. If we sin, that we can ask and confess the sin, ask the Lord to forgive us. He cleanses us and forgives us for the sin that we confess and then cleanses us from all unrighteousness that, of anything else that might be in us. So we know that we can pray these prayers against fears or pray these scriptures. So now, the next set of scriptures will be coming from uh, prayer for finances and provision. And we know that, I think it's in Philippians where it says, God shall supply your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 9, it tells us, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. So we have to ask God for what we want. You, 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 yeah, He knows everything. He's He's omnipotent, omnipotent omniscient, or powerful, or knowing, but yet we need to ask Him. Because he says we have not because we ask not. And the scripture clearly tells us to ask and to seek and to knock. Hallelujah. And when we follow those instructions, when we ask, when we seek, when we knock, we, 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 we uh, uh, say seek and you will find. It says seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. It's, an, it's a cause and, and an effect. So when we seek, we're going to find. When we knock, it's going to be open. Hallelujah. So, and and so we want to ask and not ask amiss. We want to ask in faith 
believing God that he's going to bless our finances. Another one for finances and provision. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And I often quote that when I always come before the throne of grace. I say, I come with boldness. You know, we have to come and say we are coming with boldness and not with timidity because we are coming to obtain help in the time of need. Whatever that, whatever that need is, if it's finances or any other type of provision, God is our shepherd God and we lack nothing. And we lack nothing. Psalms 23 and 1, which is the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Then we have uh, Luke 20, no, Luke 12, verses 29 through 21. It says, Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Your father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. So we know that we don't have to take any thought. You know, you might not have what you want to eat, maybe, but you still are eating. You know, you might have to eat big beans and hot dogs for a moment until you're able to afford that steak. You know, but just know that God is providing for you. Now, the next set of scriptures is going to be dealing with generational curses. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. John 10 and 10, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 19, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. When we talk about generational curses, we do and we are aware uh, that once you accept Jesus Christ in your life, you might have come from a family that maybe there were always divorces. Nobody stayed married. But now that you are saved and you're blood washed, you can say, I'm, I'm cursing this for my family. And when you get married, you, you're going to say and you're going to declare and decree, no divorce is coming to my marriage. Stand on it and believe it. You know, uh, Jeremiah 31, 34 says, For I will forgive thou iniquity, and their sins I will remember no more. He says, For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. And a lot of times, you know, the Bible talks about uh, talks about these curses, generational curses. But if you love the Lord, and these curses are for those that don't love the Lord, that don't love the Lord. Once Christ has come into your life, you know, uh, we don't have to concern ourselves with generational curses as much. However, there are habits that are in families that we can be predisposed to. 
I believe, you know, that it may not be a curse, but it can be predisposed to alcoholism. You know, you had uncles and aunts that were alcoholics, and, and, and then you decided to take a drink, and then now you're hooked because that thing was predisposed in your family. It, it, that might not have been necessarily a curse, but curses do exist from generation to generations. But once you love the Lord, that curse is broken because he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so you would have to know that. So tonight, you know, I'm going to leave you with those scriptures that you can pray uh, for fear and also for generational curses and for finances and provision. So we just thank God tonight for you having tuned in and hope that you have been blessed on this morning or this evening whenever you're listening. And if uh, if you desire your prayer, give us a call. Let us know that you know you are uh, uh, enjoying the broadcast. Let us know that we want to hear from you. And uh, if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me justify me purify me fill me with your spirit and write my name in the Lamb's book of life be my Lord my Savior and my friend if you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior let someone else know tonight your mother, your siblings, your father let someone know the greatest thing you've done was to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Give us a call at 856-629-1764. And to those that are out there and you've been struggling and worrying about your finances and your provision and you've been dealing with uh, uh, maybe financial uh, problems and issues or it that seemed to be a curse in your family because you have some that haven't turned their hearts to the Lord and things are going on in your family because of those that have not uh, received Jesus as that personal Savior. You know, if you desire a special prayer, call us at 856-629-1764. If you would like to uh, give us a donation to help support our broadcast, we would appreciate it. Right a money order or a check out to Time of Restoration and mail it to Post Office Box 113 Sickleville, New Jersey 08081 and whatever you do always remember seize the moment to always to share the gospel of Jesus Christ for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ is our redeemer. He came. He paid the price to buy us back. <laughs> While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Hallelujah. God commendeth his love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So always remember, Jesus is Lord.